Welcome everyone to the Cup of Coffee podcast with me, your host, Tom Dillon. This has been recorded live at our weekly online meeting and broadcast around the world. Today's topic is a case study with um, the, the wonderful Adam Colley. Uh, um, before we start, this uh, short and usual case study where we're just going to pack in a, a deal or two from Adam and, and learn what he's been up to. Um, I'd just like to say by way of a disclaimer that today's a wonderful discussion, but that nothing said here constitutes financial advice, and you should always take professional advice before investing in your hard-earned cash. Uh, there may be the odd, the odd unplanned swear word along the way as well. The format for today is that Adam will speak to us for a little while, uh, and then we'll have um, questions from me and from the floor. So if you're attending the meeting, please get those ready. Um, uh, Adam started off as a builder, uh, turned landlord due to seeing how much people uh, made on refurbishing properties, then moved into developing properties of his own. Uh, good morning, Adam. Good morning. Uh, how are you? Are you well? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Uh, really appreciate coming to um, uh, share a case study or two today. Um, what have you got for us? Yeah, it's quite interesting because it fits in quite a lot with uh, Yogesh's presentation uh, about being creative, getting extra bedrooms in, because that's the exact same thing we've done with this property. So it seems kind of like a recurring theme or a good strategy. <laughs> So, turns, out it's, it turns out the whole thing's really simple and we're just making it look difficult. Uh, yeah, see, if you can get creative, they're looking at layouts of properties. I, I walked into this one to view it and the, the layout was just awful. Uh, and I knew there was a lot I could do with it. And I almost said to this stage and what I was planning on doing when I put the offer in, but I, I realised that that would um, maybe seem too keen on the property, so I played it down a bit. <laughs> uh, so this was a two-bed. Now, in this area, the properties it's quite common to have the bathrooms downstairs i have a, a few in this area and all the bathrooms are there now in this one the bathroom was upstairs so you had to go through the back bedroom to access it so i'll move on to the next slide and you'll see what we're up to so before we do we started off in 2005 um as tom was saying start of apprenticeship being a joiner uh where it was, it was just a maintenance company uh fixed a hinge change the door closer you're fully qualified uh, so there wasn't really anywhere for me to, to grow in that business, so I ended up setting up on my own. Uh, went to take on my own customers instead of dealing with the corporate customers working there. Uh, big clients, never really saw anyone. Um, no one loved the work you've done, which I, I take pride in what I do. So working for like domestic customers face-to-face, -face, I enjoyed a bit more. Uh, working on landlords' properties, I realized how much money they were making. You know, I'd work on a job where I might make, say, five grand, and they've made 30, 40 thinking, why am I doing all the work and someone else is getting the benefit? So that's when I started looking to get my own properties. Um, yeah, when we look for properties, we always look for ones for refurbs, which is a general thing, but running back to the theme of improving them and making extra spaces from them, uh, we look for what we can do with them. Uh, we've got properties where we can have extra bedrooms, change the layouts, make it better, not through tiny rooms to make larger rooms just improve the layouts. But what we also look for is plots of land. So we've got two where we've bought, where there's been like a garage or some kind of outbuilding to the side, which can be demolished and a house built there. So looking again for what you can make out of the property, going back to the theme of, we believe that the money's made on the purchase of the property, not the refurb or the, the, the sale of it or the rental. Though the rental is quite a good side to it. Um, so yeah, this property, like I said, I've got a few in the area. Um, this came up and it, it, it was just the perfect time. Uh, I'd gone to a training seminar with Katana and they teach you how to buy properties and 
uh, things like that, what you can do with them and sourcing them on. So my idea was when this property came up was to source the deal on. Now I put the offer in and the vendor was like, oh no, we've got a higher offer. It went back and forth. They were increased. Oh, you know, you're a thousand pound off. If you do a thousand pound more, you'll get it. So I increased from 52 to 53. Then they came back, oh, the other person's gone to 54. And I was like, I'm leaving it. It's just going to be a bidding war. It's going to go too high and we'll, we'll call it quits. So this was in October. And then on the 7th of January, I remember it was the first day back in work that year, I was working with a, a friend of mine who was a business owner and he sold one of his businesses and had a pot of cash. And he says, well, I've just sold this. I want to get into property. Could you do anything with it? That was in the morning. That afternoon, the estate agent phoned me back and says that the higher offer that was in October was had to pull out. Do you want it? So it came as literally the same day, uh, the perfect timing. So I told Dave about this project and we went for it. So key stage is this one. It was moving the bathroom downstairs, like I was saying. Uh, it was moved the chimney breast and put a corridor in because you had to go through the, the back bedroom to get to the bathroom. So anyone that was living in the other bedroom would have to disturb the other person if they wanted to go to the bathroom during the night. So the layout didn't quite work. So like I said, we moved the bathroom downstairs, uh, took the chimney breast out, which allowed a space for a corridor in the second bedroom, which gave access to the new third bedroom. Uh, to the entrance of the property, uh, there was a small corridor because what happened, the building was actually a shop in uh, a previous life. So the house we owned was the shopkeeper's like living quarters and the other part of the building was the, the shop itself. So they, that's a kind of make some modifications to split the property. And it formed this weird entrance you had to walk through, probably three meters long by about a meter wide. So you walk through the front door and then the door to get into the living room was the end of the corridor. So you couldn't put anything in the corridor. It was a wasted space. So we bricked that door up and moved it close to the entrance, which gave you a, a decent size uh, storage covered uh, probably about two meters long big enough for bikes cots uh, sorry prams anything like that uh, and then downstairs there was an outbuilding which was where we moved the bathroom to but the outbuilding was huge it was just a cold shed and a downstairs toilet so we knocked through put bathroom down there and it gave us actually slightly bigger kitchen and a, a bigger bathroom than what was upstairs um the full property was, it was gone. Hadn't done, had anything done to it in years. An old lady lived there for on her own for about 40 years. So it was all, they were the old traditional uh, timber windows, sash windows. Uh, there was damp throughout. Uh, there was probably four sockets in the whole property. So everything needed modernizing on it. Um, even the, the water pipe was lead. So we brought in a new one, MDPE, uh, using the United Utilities lead replacement scheme. Free to do, all you have to do is do the work on your side of the property and they'll hook you up on the outside with a well, the NDP pipe, which is a lot better water pressure and it's safer because there's no lead. Uh, the meter was in the old outhouse, which had to move to a wall hung unit outside, just so we had the space inside the bathroom. And yeah, full new central heating system, insulated, plastered throughout, decorated. So, on here is the picture that's talking about for the bathroom. Um, you can see the space wasn't really used. It was too big to be a bathroom. Now, the other picture is quite deceiving. It is a large bedroom, but it's a single. But that's what we got the extra value from the property from, turning it from a two to a three. Um, go to the next slide. So this picture here is where the corridor is. Uh, you can see what we decided to do. Um, the chimney breast to the left, which is just behind the wardrobe, had to go. And on the picture on the right shows the corridor that was formed. 
Um, now, this is the uh, storage cupboard downstairs. Uh, yeah. Like I say, it's made better use of the space because there's nothing you could do with that corridor. Um, made a storage unit out of it. And because it was such a distance away, <laughs> I don't do this anymore. I actually lived on site for three months. So you can see on the left picture there, I've got my camp bed. And a friend of mine was down helping us. So he lives a bit further up north than I do. So rather than a two hour drive every day, he stayed with us. So it was quite a, a cozy time. <laughs> Both of us staying there. But we, we done most of the work. We had uh, subcontractors for electrical, uh, plumbing and plastering. And the pitch to the left is actually the coal shed. So with it being a solid brick, we have to insulate it, which means we put a viscreen uh, barrier, vapor barrier. And it kind of looks like something off um, some horror films, doesn't it? <laughs> so the, the reason for the vapor barrier is when you insulate a property, especially a bathroom, all the moisture goes into the air and it'll go towards the plasterboard at the back and condensate. Then you end up with mold and all sorts of issues like that. So the vapor barrier restricts that and allows it to be a, a, a healthier environment. You don't end up with mold. Uh, now, with this property being bought with investors' money, I wanted to make sure that we were definitely on the money. Uh, we had two exit strategies at least. The plan was to refinance and rent it out, which we managed to do. But I always had the backup plan of, or B, being able to sell it to make sure that I could pay the, uh, the investor back. It turned out that the property went up uh, considerably in value from 54 to 115 uh, with a 30k refurb. Yeah, made sure we had all bases covered and everything works out quite all right on that one. So we did start a YouTube channel um, just to show some of the videos that we're doing and the pictures and whatnot. I'll just move this over. Um, I've started doing a bit more on it. So there's a few videos up there on Facebook and YouTube that you can have a little look at and see the other projects we've got going on. Well, thank you very much, Adam. Those That's wonderful. Uh, we'll come on to some finer points in a minute, but the first thing I want to focus on is I think you're the first speaker we've ever had on who's, who's got... Is that a QR code? Uh, yeah. That Yogi Shad one as well. What? Yeah, he had on his uh, presentation. Oh, you, you, who did? Yogesh? Yeah. The last one. Okay. Um well, in which case, you're the second uh, speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe people have had him on every week, and this is just the first time I've noticed. Um, but it looks very impressive. I mean, but next, next, how long will it be, do you think, before a cup of coffee, you know, podcasts and whatnot, will actually be virtual reality? People will be able to put your, your Oculus on or whatever. Uh, other virtual reality sets are available. And and just look around the refurb. <laughs> if, if we go into the lounge now, you'll see what these units uh -huh. look like. And then if I click this button... You'll see what it looks like now. Um, that, that's the future of, uh, of property case studies, isn't it? Um, but anyway, for now, uh, QR code. I, I've got no idea if we can post that, you know, technically speaking, with the podcast. But um, if I can, I will. So, uh, so that'll be extra exciting tech and, and a massive headache for the uh, admin team. So, um, but all, all exciting stuff. So thank you very much, Adam. Really appreciate that. Really insightful stuff. Really interesting. Um, you covered roughly, but uh, just so I can refer to them accurately, um, Whereabouts were those deals? And obviously not. I don't need street names. But roughly, which areas are we talking about? It's Winsford. It's all of Cheshire. The Cheshire, Winsford, smashing, smashing. All right, cool. Um, well, I've got uh, some questions, but if anyone else has got any questions, uh, pop those in the chat, and we'll get through as many as we can. Uh, Arvind has popped up one straight away, which is a good one. So we'll lead with it. Uh, Arvind says, "Well done, Adam. How long did the refurb take?" Just shy of three months. 
three months hence the uh, to the camp bed. I was going to say I was going to say because it did all seem like everyone like boys living together. I was going to say it all seemed a bit a little bit broke back mountain, and then I realised that no, 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it didn't seem like that. It seemed uh, it seemed very different. Sean's um, uh, a good friend of mine, but we just. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so that's all good. Um, no, I I uh, I jotted down some questions. Ah, I noticed that there are lots of different ways into property. So I'm not a builder. Plenty of people here aren't builders or, or similar. But it seemed that that for you anyway was a really good way into it. You know, you could see day in day out what was going on. Obviously, learning about it. Obviously, having the skills to do some or all the work yourself. But also, as you said yourself, just seeing, keeping your eyes open too. Hang on a minute. I'm working my fingers to the bone here and making some money and people are not doing as much physical work and getting a lot more, getting a lot more of the money. So it struck me that, that was a, a good way in, in, into it for you. Would that be, would that be right? Yeah, it, it was quite funny. I was working for landlord, um, done a job for him, Scorton, um, done a refurb for him and kept in touch. He bought a place in Bury. So he called me back, put the quote in, started work on that one. And whilst I was there, I was just working on it. I just happened to kind of mention it, saying, you know, I wanted to get into property. It seemed where the, the real money's being made in the business. And it was kind of a off, oh, uh, off the cuff comment. And about, what would it have been? Maybe four months later? If I, sorry. Has it gone off? No, you're still there. I've just stopped your uh, sharing it with slides ah, so we can see you better. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not a comment. About four months later, he phones up, says, I've seen a place. Um, she fancy going for it. So I went down, had a look, and yeah, went. went. And funnily enough, that property is actually on the same block as the one I've just shown you there. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, you can see both houses from each other. Yeah, so it's, it, it was the people as well as as well as well everything else. You were meeting the right people um, through, through, your, through your work. Um, you mentioned that you... Well, funny enough, another thing people say to me is, oh, you know, you must have been lucky. Like, for example, in my case, my dad was um, did some landlording uh, when I was a kid. So I, I did see kind of buy to let and the power of it when I was growing up. But, you know, but so did lots of my mates and not many of them have got into this. Uh, and, and by the way, the, most of my mates are doing doing fine. Thanks very much. So it's not like the, you know, the the, the destitute or anything. But, um, but the point is that, you know, lots of people are builders and not everybody takes the opportunity to to take the next step into being an investor and, you know, taking that opportunity. So I, I suppose what I what I was thinking as you were talking was that, and you, I remember that thing you said, oh, it was lucky that on the on the same day the agent called me back, you know, it was also the day I was having the chat with the guy about, oh, maybe he's got a pot of money for selling a business. You go, yeah, that is that is lucky. And, and you've got to, you know, you've got to admit that sometimes there's some luck involved, but it's also about taking advantage of opportunities, right? You know, you've been putting in the work, you've been chatting to people about that. You'd been interested in, in potentially investing. So it's, um, what, what's that old saying? I think summarizes it really well about um, uh, luck being opportunity times preparedness or something like that. Yeah, uh, I'd say, I know David, uh, about eight years at that point. So I used to work on some of his businesses and I think the first job I've done for him was unlocking a toilet. Right. <laughs> so it seemed he's kind of start my business from the, the ground upwards and saw where I got to. So when I met David, I had, uh, sorry, when I was having this conversation, I already had four uh, properties. So we saw that I'd gone from, you know, starting a business as a young lad at 21 mm. to where I was when we were having this conversation. And he, he felt safe and secure knowing they could invest the money with me and it'd be done properly. So yeah. it's about putting yourself in the right position. You know, yeah, there was a bit of luck involved being the same day, I'll admit that. But for all them years, I'd known David. I'd worked for him. I looked after him, made sure and I was reliable, turned up when I needed to, done the work I needed to. And 
build that relationship with him, knowing that he felt comfortable to invest with us. Yeah. We, um, you, uh, you mentioned, you touched on the fact you like properties with a lot of land or uh, some land or whatever land has got and, and things like that. Remind me again, expand a little bit on, on why you like that. Is it about being able to get the most out of the property sort of in the long term or how, why is that important? Uh, it's what you can do with it. So let's talk about another project we've got going on, uh, one in Whitefield. We bought the property originally for 109000 Now, on the street, there have been uh, two houses there that have been bombed during the war. So rather than rebuilding houses, the, the house we bought, just bought the plot of land, put a garage on it and called it quits. Now, the garage was huge. So there's there a full plot of land there where we can build a house, which we are, we're halfway through at the moment. So we bought the house for and what I do mentally is kind of cut the land away from the, the deal. If the deal stacks for the house, then you're still paying for it. But effectively, the land is free because the deal stacked on the house on its own, regardless mm. of the plot of land. So we, we built a house on a plot of land. Well, so we had the, land, the plot of land for free. We were building a house on. And that's what we tend to look for. Like There's another one in Winsford. Now, the plot of land there, we can build three. But it turns out that the neighbours behind us own the land that goes behind our plot and they're after selling it so we could build on them three or we can buy the land behind and go even further so right. it's these opportunities that you can do from the property that lead on to other things so about yeah so i mean if you can buy a scrap of land or a scrap of land connected to a plot you already own or even better maybe buy a big plot when you first invest in a place, suddenly you give yourself room for expansion and room for new ideas that maybe you haven't got if you buy a 13th floor apartment um, in a big block. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, let's get on to some uh, uh, answers to listeners' questions. We've got um, uh, Julie simply says, great project, Adam. Uh, Charlene says, um, uh, great project. How much, how much did the refurb cost? Did you touch on that? I can't remember. It was around 30, 30. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So you bought it for was it one? No, you bought it for uh, fifty-four. Fifty-four. Spent thirty on it and um, uh, and sold it for one fifteen. Uh, no, or, valued it one fifteen rather. Yeah. Smashing. And um, the chimneys. Did you mention you know a common thing and often a very good idea, isn't it, to get rid of the chimneys, albeit a very messy job. Um, to, to create space, especially there seemed to be a, basically a kink that you needed to get rid of the chimneys in order to create the create the correct sort of corridor layout. Um, did you do that work yourself, or if not, how much did that cost? Uh, that was all part of that. I was on site doing it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This was back in the day, was good. Was on the tools. It reminds me of my da- it reminds me of my dad very much because I, I sometimes ask my dad how much stuff costs, and he always answers in days rather than pounds, um, <laughs> which is a, always a different way to uh, to value a refurb. Um, uh and yeah so so that's that um uh and what have you got coming up going forward what's the uh, you mentioned you're halfway through building one in was it whitefield um what, what have you got going on at the moment uh well i've got the plot in whitefield we're finishing that off and that should be done by the end of the year mm. um, that's my first new build for myself yeah um, i've never done a new build so that was exciting no it's, it's interesting uh, I've done them for other people, manage their projects, but never for myself. Mm. Uh, what nice. you say to people like me who might be interested in doing new builds, but I mean, I've done back to bit refurbs and things, but I've never actually built into the sky. What, what's been the learning or learnings? And I realise you've, you've done them already, so I'm speaking to you as an experienced person. What should someone like me who's not experienced be banana skins to avoid when we're doing new build projects? 
it's all in the planning. You got to make sure you got a good project manager because, say, just for instance, the the roof takes ten weeks from turnaround from order to being delivered on site. Mm. So you need to make sure you know when your brick is going to be ready. Ten weeks before, order the roof so it, it lands in time. You don't want to finish your brickwork, then order your roof and have to wait ten weeks. So you've got to be on the ball with project management. It's a quite a, a juggling act, and then you're dealing mm. with issues that arise. For instance, the one that we're doing at the moment, uh, there's a piece of steel that's inside the building. So it's inside the thermal envelope that's heated and it actually penetrates out to the outside. Now, on that part where it breaks, we've had to put what's called a thermal break so the steel doesn't actually continue through. It's two plates bolted together. It's just so the heat doesn't transfer to the inside of the property. Um, it can cause things like uh, condensation, which will then lead to mold. Now, the thermal break that was specified by the engineer was actually the wrong one. So we fitted it, everything's all tightened up, uh, been signed off by building control, bricklayers start, and the front of the building starts leaning forward, only on the top floor, which isn't steel, but it's something we have to address. So we have to knock that part of the wall down, change the thermal brake to the correct one, and then start again. So there's things that can crop up, it's just having the team around you and people that are experienced enough to be able to resolve issues. Interesting, interesting. Okay, um, so you got the, the new build going on, and then what? What does uh, what does the rest of obviously finishing that off? What does the rest of twenty twenty one and maybe twenty twenty two hold? More of the same? Uh, this is exciting. This one. So I was working on a job in Clitheroe, and the QS on there actually has access to off, uh, off market plots of land. Okay. So we were having a bit of a chat about it, and she says it's in Middleton, which was like a five minute drive from where I used to live. Mm. So I went around, had a look, and we've we bought the first plot. So we've, oh. we've had a planning permission passed for a block of six apartments. Oh, brilliant. So well, yeah, we're just doing ground sampling. If I was listening to this, I'd feel like we'd set this up like I knew about that, but for the record, I had no idea. So um, we, I've stumbled upon a, a, a gold mine, as indeed, more importantly, of you. So uh, that sounds that sounds great. Uh, and so you've already got the planning. So when you start on site, as soon as you, as soon as you can get all the ducks in a row sort of thing. Yeah, it's ground sampling. There's a lot of prep work before you start. You've got to test the, sound, the soil to see what types of foundation you can get. Yeah. Pear, pile, raft. There's a whole host of different situations you choose different foundations for. So there's that. You've got to test it for uh, radon. There's loads of things that go into it, which you just you just think's ridiculous. So to go back to the one I'm building in Whitefield, for example, uh, the council specified that I needed to have the radon test, mm. which was £1,500. Right. There's a few other tests in there, but for a grand and a half, I was testing for radon. Well, it was £300 to fit the radon barrier. So I said, well, for the sake of the money, why don't I just fit one? No, 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 we need to know if you need one. So we had to pay a grand and a half to find out if we needed one, and then £300 to fit one anyway. Did, did you need one? Sorry? Did you need one? Yep. Oh, right. <laughs> so I could have fitted it and been done with, but you've got to go through all these hoops and you're thinking, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I remember we had to do a bat survey on um, on one, which was an existing building, but it was a shell, and uh, yeah, there was definitely no bats on site. It's kind of site you could really see, you could see everything. It was all visible, so there's no bats. So you could, you know, it just isn't. I thought I was gonna, I thought about getting dressed up in a Batman suit and sitting there smoking a cigar as he came in, going, "Yeah, there's one bat here, <laughs> sitting right here now. <laughs> Find this, yeah. you know." Um, but uh, I didn't in the end. <laughs> I thought I might just confuse things. Uh, but um, but yeah, it, it, it can be frustrating. But anyway, uh, more importantly, it seems like well, first of all, really appreciate you sharing the um, sharing your experience and um, um, of getting started and, and growing your business. And now, hopefully, people can see 
not that, that everyone's got a different road, but that you've gone from, from you know, as you said, starting a business at 21 and then working for someone else and uh, and then working for yourself and then growing the business. And now you're dealing with QS and coming up with great deals and building six flats, hopefully in in Middleton. So um, and it's kind of a, a real, you know, upward graph there, isn't there? Real progress. Yeah. So no, that's fabulous stuff. Have you got any... Um, uh, let's just check. I'm not missing any questions. No, we're all good. So, uh, have you got any final thoughts for the uh, the boys and girls at home? Um, well, welcome to have a look at the Instagram page. If you want to look yeah. at what we've been up to, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, always good to finish with a plug. If you want to check out Adam, uh, we'll post details here with the with the podcast. Um, so, and if you want to pop them in the chat as well, Adam, so people can uh, check you out and um, obviously that YouTube you mentioned as well, so people can keep up if they want to see what Adam's up to. Thank you very much, um, Adam. Really appreciate it. Um, it's been great to have you on, and uh, uh, see you soon. You're welcome. Thank you very much for the time.